Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. That's our presenting sponsor since 1975. The NBA and NHL seasons are in full swing. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to your favorite team's games, buy and sell tickets with just two taps on your phone. Have SeatGeek help you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. And if you're looking for concert tickets, even better. I've had SeatGeek on my phone for two years. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets thanks to their thanks to their revolutionary grading system. I just used it to buy two extra LA Kings tickets. It could not have been more simple. Just try it out. Download the SeatGeek app today or go right to SeatGeek.com. We are also brought to you by Channel 33. That's the Ringer's pop culture podcast feed with shows covering video games, celebrity culture, pro wrestling, the Oscars, and The Bachelor. Oh, yeah, The Bachelor. There was even a little uh, MTV challenge on there this week. Johnny Bananas making a cameo on Channel 33. It's also where you can find my Sports Movie Hall of Fame podcast series with Chris Ryan. I think we're doing another one next week. So subscribe to Channel 33 wherever you get your podcasts. And we're brought to you by TheRinger.com. Go there and check it out. As usual, a ton of great content. Hopefully a column from me this week. We'll see. That's a stay up late. I have to drink some coffee and finish it. If not, it'll be early next week. Uh... All right, as promised, here's the interview we did with Kevin Durant on Wednesday night, late night. I will explain during the podcast, but uh, this had been brewing for a while. It's one of my favorite podcasts that I've done. I th- I think it's there's just something different about it, as you're about to see. Very cool conversation with a guy who just loves hoops and just isn't afraid to say stuff at this point of, of his career is and is candid in a good way, not in a get attention way, but just is a real dude. And uh, and hopefully that comes across when you listen to this. Anyway, here it is, Kevin Durant. Uh, this is the latest podcast we've ever done. It's like almost yeah. midnight in San Francisco. We're at an undisclosed yeah. lo- location. Kevin Durant is here. He played against the Chicago Bulls tonight. Yeah. We just had some dinner. We're talking basketball. And now we're in the back room of, again, an undisclosed restaurant. Looked talking like, hoops. It looked like we're in a, a scene of the Goodfellas right now. <laughs> I think it is. Somebody's going to come in and whack us. Yeah. <laughs> so you played the Bulls tonight. I went to the game. And you guys are just great. You have a great team, and you're on cruise control, which is reminded me of when I was going to the Bird games in I the 80s. I would say we're on cruise control. Well, you wanted to be on cruise control, and then the Bulls kept trying to make it a little bit yeah. of a game. Nah, yeah. you guys were, I, I would say you I were like in we third gear. We had the game in hand. Yeah, yeah, but that's most nights now with this team. I wouldn't say it's most nights. We just lost to Sacramento where we, we, we thought we could do that, and we ended up right. losing. So that's the rub is when yeah. all of a sudden that night when you think you're going to do it. and then. Yeah. But this is still a phenomenal basketball team. You can't really regret this decision that you made last July. No, I don't. Well... I think we're so I think we're a good team because it's like when you look at it, we don't have like the a lot of people call like Draymond and Clay like superstars. Right. Steph, me, superstars. But I think we're just players that know how to play the game. And it looks so good because we all know how to play the right way and we know right. how to like move without the ball. We don't all need the ball to be dominant. Like that's why I feel like uh, you know, all of us are just like we play well off each other, you know. When you can, you know the fundamentals of the game. When you can shoot, dribble, pass. Yeah. I think you know 
it makes it it makes it look really good together. So, um, is it fair to say it took you? Six, seven, eight weeks to get a feel for everybody. It's still, it's, it's actually still an adjustment period. Yeah, you know because uh, I think that um, I'm still learning. It's still different. It's still like, you know, when I get the ball up top, you know, Coach Kerr is like, move, move, cut, cut, and I'm used to like standing and waiting for the ball to come to me or just drawing the defense. Right. And like, you know, when I played before, it's just like if I threw it in the post, I know a guy's not leaving me. And I know if somebody if someone's cuts is gonna open up with a backside. Here it's like you throw it in the post, cut and move, set a back screen, set a uh, a cross screen, like maybe you'll be open at the, you know, and I'll be open under the basket because I'm setting so many screens and moving so much. So I'm used to like moving without the ball a little bit more. So it kind of did it come back like it was almost dormant in your body because the way you played on the old style. Uh, I felt like the old stuff, I had to play like, I had to play like that. You know it was a mean? lot of iso ball, a lot of one-on-one, a lot of your turn, yeah, my that's turn. Yeah, that was to my advantage. You know, I think yeah. that grew me as a player. I mean, I felt like, you know, in order for me, I realized what I had in me once I like, all right, one-on-one, nobody, I feel like no one could stop me. So yeah. like if I get it out on the top, I got I got an advantage every time. So I feel it. And now, you know, moving around and then adding that to my game as well, setting screens, running off of screens, you know, shooting on the perimeter. I feel like if I add that to my game along with the, you know, with the ISO stuff, you know, I could be pretty good. What's been your favorite thing about being on this team? The thing that delighted you the most? I just think being able to play with so many guys that can play make. You know, we got... Obviously, Draymond, Steph, Clay, uh, myself, Sean Livingston, Andre Iguodala, Pat, Pat McCall, Ian Clark. Like down the line, we got guys that can play make. So it's not like I have to have the ball in my hands all the time. Um, I got to rely on, you know, me creating for myself. I can run around and then you know find an open spot and, and you know catch and shoot because that's what I really like to do. That's how right. I started playing, you know, yeah. catching and shooting. And I think that's what I'm dangerous at. So I feel like having a lot of playmakers is something that's definitely fun to play play with. And, you know, it's just something new every night. You never know. Clay had 28 tonight. Steph had 13, you know. I had 22 points. Like, it, 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 we're unpredictable. So many guys that can score. Is that, so from an ego standpoint, like Steph, like he never got going tonight. Curry even put him back in in the fourth quarter. So yeah. he a couple threes. Then, yeah. then took his mount, ends with 13. Yeah. You know, the guy was the back-to-back MVP, 13 points in a game, but it doesn't seem like anybody gives a shit. No, I mean, because, like, when you're playing, um, first of all, you knew he wasn't going to have the same season as last year, right. scoring-wise, because we were a better team and you got more scores and more playmakers on the team. So, you know, I think that's what a lot of people didn't realize. It's not like he was having a bad season before. You know, he wasn't, like, he, he didn't have to score 50 you know, 40-plus points right. for us to win because we have a better team. Just like Clay didn't have to score that, or me, or, you know, Draymond. It's just that we have a better team and we're mixing it around. So, With that said, it's, it did seem like in December he was going through a little bit of something, and you were playing so well. And it seemed like I was watching the game, I'm thinking like, wow, this is like – it feels like it's KD's team, and I know they don't want this to be anyone's team. Yes, yeah. And then you kind of recalibrated. It seemed like it seemed like you, Steve said. I I had the interview with Steve yesterday. He said you step back a tiny bit, try to get him going a little bit more. Steph, I look at myself as a team player. Clay looks at himself as a team player. Steph, same way. Draymond, same way. Just all the way down the line. So any given night is anyone's team. It's our team. That's the thing. Like we get so caught up 
in this basketball world that whose team is it? Who's right. the alpha? Media narrative. Who, who the, what the fuck? I'm sorry. What the <laughs> hell is that? Like, who's the alpha? Like, what the hell does that mean? Right. It, like, teams win. Great yeah. teams win. When you think about San Antonio's, who's been doing it for 20 years straight, 50 win seasons for 20 years straight. Like, people look at Tim Duncan as the guy, but, like, Tony Parker won the finals MVP. Manuel Genova is a huge part of it. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard won the finals MVP. Like, they do it as a team. They don't worry about, like, who's the guy. Because any given night, we all can be the guy. You know what I mean? I think that's what we have on this team. Like, you know, Steph is, you know, Steph. <laughs> right. He can go off and do whatever he wants. Clay can score 60. He's did it before. Draymond can get a triple-double. I can score a lot of points. Dre can score a lot of points. Dot, Sean Livingston can score a lot of points. Like, it's like we don't care who's the guy that night. It's like as long as we get the W, we win. We move on. If we got better tonight, we realize if we win and we didn't play well, we we realize that we didn't play well. You we, guys haven't ripped off like the great streak yet. Like the really great teams have that one run where, yeah. and you guys, the stats have been. It's not like you're, you're like plus thirteen point mm-hmm. all that stuff, but you haven't had the yeah the, like, the yeah. eighteen game winning yeah. streak or the game where you just you beat ten straight teams by twenty. But I feel like it's coming. Isn't that fair? We're 44 it's, it's and 8 kinda, right now. I know, but I'm, that's what I mean. I still feel like there's a. Like we won like 16 in a row. Like I there's remember, something was happening. Wasn't Miami that won like 27 in a row? Was yeah, it? Miami won 27 in a row. That, that was, was crazy. That was crazy. That, was, that, that shouldn't was happen in the NBA. It shouldn't. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, even Golden State going, what they go, 24 in a row to start the season? Yeah, something like that, that was incredible. I Tell me about. Houston, my first year, they won with. Oh, yeah, with T Mac. How many did they win? That was like 22 with. T-back they won a for lot Austin. of games, yeah. man. They won a lot of games. Dikembe was there. And now that I'm in a league and I'm playing, and like I've been winning for a long time now. Yeah. And it's like, man, that's impressive. Right. Because to win six in a row is hard, man. And then to go win, I won 13 in a row before. And to win 22, 26, 22, 24, 26 games in a row, man, you got to tip your hat to that. And you're always going to have those nights like Sacramento on Saturday night when you just don't have it. Yeah, Things you know, going wrong. But not you know calls. What? When you win 13 in a row, those games become huge. Like It's like we yeah. want to keep this thing going because we, right. like, we like the space that we're in right now. So Let's talk about media narratives. Okay. So especially with a team like Golden State, that is one of the most covered yeah. teams. And yeah. You try to ignore a lot of this stuff, but yeah. it's a lot of the talking me. heads and – this is Steph is losing control of his yeah. team and they put the Chiron on the bottom of the TV. Yeah. But you, it seems like you're both annoyed by it and you get a kick out of it. I'm not annoyed by it. I, I wonder, like, what are, what are your motives when you talk about this type of stuff? Like, what are you trying to get out of it? I know I know that me, I, like, I love talking about basketball. Yeah. My thing is I want the casual fan to understand what we go through. Because it's not as easy as you think. It's not just a game. I got to tell my friends all the time, like, I got to go to work. Right. Like, I'm not just going to the gym and we just roll the balls out and we're just playing pickup at, like, we at the YMCA. Like, we got to go to work. Like, this is like, you don't know about traveling to a city and getting there at 4 a.m. and waking up not knowing where you are. Like, you know, this is work. So it's not just all fun and games. So that's what I want to let people know. Like, this is a real thing. Like, we really put our heart and soul into this every single day. And I feel like, not just media, because every time I say anything about the media, like, all these guys, like, get real offensive and sensitive. Yeah. And it's like, come on, man. Like, you can say whatever you want about me, and I'm supposed to take it. But when I kind of, like, challenge you a bit. I didn't get mad when you yelled at me on Twitter that yeah, time. Yeah, because you're a real guy. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you're a real Thanks, guy. Man. You know, some of these guys are sensitive, and they they got too big. Egos are too big. But or another, you know, talk about that another time. But I just feel as let's I, talk about it this time. Okay. Um, like you, you took it personally that Barkley kept going after LeBron. You had LeBron. You thought LeBron did the right thing on that, right? I'm trying to stay out of that. Okay, you know stay out saying? of it. But I understand why LeBron feels that way because this is a fraternity, man. Like, but that's the part that upset you is you feel like you're all in it together. The, the, whatever he said about LeBron and whatever LeBron said, like, that's their thing. What I'm looking at is like this is a fraternity, man. Like, like. No matter we competing against each other and oh, errors, and you compare errors, like we're brothers. Like this is we're a minority of the world as far as like NBA players. Like right. we're supposed to take care of each other. You can't you can't throw your brothers under the bus on TV like that. You know this is like we were your your generation is the reason why we picked up a basketball. Right. So and you're almost like more disappointed. I'm more disappointed because you love Barkley and you loved I all love those guys. Barkley. That's why you play I love, basketball. Man, that's they're the reason why I picked up a ball. Like I wore, you know, 34 because like man, Barkley wore that. Hakeem Olajuwon wore that. Like not saying Hakeem Olajuwon said anything, but just the fact that yeah. like we we wanted to be y'all uh, and we wanted we wanted we like we love when you guys pass us the torch. So it's like. I understand the criticism, but at the same time, you got to know what we go through and how that makes us feel because everybody's doing that. Like, and yeah. to hear from an ex-player, and then Barkley's just not a player. He's, like, elite. He's, like, right. the top of the tops. Like, he's, like, the 19th best player of all time. He's, he's – there's a lot of players that play in this league, and for him, yeah. for you to say that, is, that's a, When that's I did a my book, deal. I did my pyramid, like, in 2009 – and like him and Malone and yeah. Julius and Bob great, Pettit, man, they were like. Now Dirk's moved up there, and I gotta be honest, like you're. If you keep putting up these seasons, you're gonna. We'll see. Man. You're gonna be on that list. We'll you, see. What are you? Season nine now? Ten. Season ten. Yeah. You averaged thirty a game in your third year. Twice, I averaged thirty twice. Yeah, but in your third year, you did it. Yeah. yeah. So you keep you keep well, adding up those like, years, man. You that. make that nobody, list. Nobody remembers that, you know. So I remembered it. Well, you're a basketball guy. <laughs> A lot of people keep, you know, they stay in the moment a lot. So, so why do you think that ex-players on TV seem to take certain things personally? Uh, like, why why do you think they're so beholden to, well, in my era, this happened and this happened and that happened and now this is happening and that yeah. never would have flown when I played. You know what the crazy thing is? Like, I can't totally blame them because I look back and I'd be like, yo, these high school kids, man, they're not doing it the way we was doing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I got to be like, yo, just like, it's a different time. Let them do what they do. Right. And like, but I, I, think, I think money plays a huge factor in it to me personally because, like, you know, it's a lot being thrown at Barkley and... T Mac and Chauncey Billup, those guys are playing right now. They'll be, they'll make so much money because they were great players and they won titles, like the MVPs and like all NBA first team. So they'll make tons of money. And I think like they look at back and see some of these guys that make money and they're like, man, he he wasn't doing half what I was doing in the league. Right. And they, so they kind of build up that. I don't even know what to call well, it. Imagine how Oscar Robertson felt. Exactly. He's but, making like a hundred grand a year. But the thing is, they. Players respect what they did. Yeah. And they paved the way for us to be doing this. And the players that come after us, they're going to be making more than us at some point. So, like, is, is it about the game or is it about you? Because yeah. f- for me, and I'm sure a lot of my peers, is about the game of basketball and, is, and how it's growing and how you're leaving it. You know what I mean? Like, you, 
I want people to know about the game. Like, that's the most important thing is the basketball, man. Like, it's not about you. It's not about what you made, what you did. It's about, like, did you grow the game? Did you change someone else's life that loves to play basketball? So if it's about that, then that's all that really matters. One of the things I liked about how you've grown over the last year as a public figure is, you know, even when you when you were on my show and we were talking with Nas about yeah. Um, yeah. just about how people treated you as you were making that decision yeah, and they didn't care about you as a person. You're just like basketball guy choosing a team and they're not thinking about like some of the lifestyle issues that might have played yeah, into it or yeah. just where you are as a guy in your late 20s. Yeah. And yeah. you seem really frustrated by that, that people don't see you as a human. Yeah, I was frustrated at that, but that's early on. I, look, I've never been in this position before. Right. I don't know how to handle it. It's not like I've, I've, I've done this before. I didn't know how the backlash. I knew it would be backlash, but I didn't know like exactly what happened. Yeah. That's just... You know, I didn't know. I went from being like the the choir boy at the NBA into just being this like quote unquote whatever you want to call me. Put a word in there. And do you I, feel? Do you feel like you were sheltered in OKC? Because they definitely like they have a lot of young players there. No, I felt like I could say what I wanted as like as I got older. Yeah. Uh, but I did a great job of like making sure like we were protected. I think that was that was. I was pretty good about the situation, but I also felt like sometimes where I wanted to talk to maybe you or some of the guys I really respect in your business is like, you know, I understood why they wouldn't let us like talk right. to it. It's, distractions are huge in this league, man. It really matters. Like distractions, distractions really can seep in and, and kind of take a hold of your team. And I understand. I understood why they didn't want that to happen. So I respect it, man. It's, you know, I obviously wanted to talk a little bit more about some stuff, especially protect myself a little bit and take up for myself. But I understood why. Well, like you kept quiet the Harden trade. That was your buddy. Yeah. yeah. You didn't. You kind of towed the company line on that one. Didn't say that much, but you had just signed a big deal to big extension there two years yeah. earlier, and then Westbrook signed the previous summer. And I don't know, man. I went to those games. I thought you were pretty close against Miami. Those first four. Yeah, we were. Those first four games came down to one play each. Yeah, we were. I think, you know? I think we were all young. We were twenty three years old. First taste of the finals. Miami had just lost a heartbreaking series the year before, so they were all hungry. I could feel it. Yeah. They were hungry, man. And I felt like we were hungry, too, but it just felt like they were more experienced than us. And right. And they added Shane Battier, who changed the series for them. Now people don't talk about what he did. Right. He changed the series for him, man. His, his shot-making ability from the three-point line changed the whole series. And LeBron, you guys were babies. Yeah, we were babies. Like, a lot of people – I hear a lot of people say, like, well, you had Harden – Westbrook and Ibaka, like we had the Harden right now and the Westbrook yeah, right now. It was and like barely right Harden, now. yeah. Like we were all young. James never started a game. He probably started a couple games for us. Serge was just the first year starting. We had traded, you know, everybody. We had traded Jeff Green, who was starting before him the year before. Yeah. That was Serge's first year starting. You know, me and Russell were still trying to figure out who we were as players. We were 22, 23 years old, man. So and you're going against LeBron and, we're going and against, Wade. We're going against a hungry LeBron Dwayne Wade, who lost the year before. And Bosh. Bosh, who was playing great basketball. And they and they were so hungry, man. Yeah. And, like, we were too, but it was, like I said, the experience is the reason why they were they were a little different than us. And, um, and that's not our fault. So we were young, and I felt like we had a chance to keep going. And, you know, then the business part of it seeped in, and I understood. And I was just so loyal to, to the team and – 
and you know everything they want to do so i rode with it just exactly like i should have and I, right. I, I you know well and also you're still trying to win a title and stay focused on the season all yeah that stuff. i was just trying to get better no yeah. matter who's on the team no matter who we're playing against just trying to keep growing as a player keep getting better and you know the business part never really took a you know we never really were affected by that because we were so young and we were all we didn't have like free agents like Right, guys that want like sign two, three year deals. We had all young guys that I knew were going to be here, so it made it easier for us to like lock in and not worry about that type of stuff. They did actually did a great job. Scotty Brooks don't get enough credit for what he did. When I was doing a good job in Washington, I was never a huge fan of him in OKC, but he's been doing a good job. At the next thing, I think I was wrong. He's the best. I love Scotty, man. Let's take a quick break to talk about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They bring the mortgage process into the 21st century. You can do everything on your phone or tablet. It's fast, it's powerful, it's completely online. Rocket Mortgage takes all the complicated, time-consuming parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation. Hate searching through stacks of old files and paperwork? With Rocket Mortgage, share bank statements and pay stubs at the touch of a button. It can help you get approved in minutes for a custom mortgage solution that's been tailored to your unique financial situation. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. So whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage or both, maybe you're looking to buy a home while you're looking to refinance your existing mortgage because you just you have two houses, you're a Mac Daddy. Listen, lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank. Skip, skip the bank. Stop waiting. And go completely online at quickenloans.com slash Bill Simmons, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Again, quickenloans.com slash Bill Simmons. Back to Kevin Durant. When you watch Harden now in Houston, did you did you think this would happen? The oh, numbers and, the, I, I and the talent that he's shown? I can't lie. I can't, I can't say that I've seen, like, because to be honest, like, he's been doing it for, ever since he left. It's not like yeah. he's been. It's oh, it was year him. one. Yeah, it was immediate. If you really know basketball, it was year one. Like he made an All Star team this year he left. So and, and not a very good Rockets team either. Like yeah, he, was, he took yeah. them. He took them. He, he carried them. So yeah, it's been going on what five years now. And he's been at this level. So it's not like his, the, he's starting to build up. I think you're really good in the league when you do it over a long period of time. I agree. And he's done it for four plus years, five plus years. So. I I could I can't lie to you and say like I see him doing this right now. But he showed the flashes. Like they, he would flashes. take over those San Antonio playoff games. And yeah, stuff. we gave him the ball and said go go make a play, and he would do it. And uh, he was building confidence. And I think he would tell you this: his time in OKC around us and Scotty and Rex Kalamian and Mo Cheeks and right. you know Kendrick Perkins and Russ myself. They like all of us. We we taught each other how to work, how to be professionals, and it really it really rubbed off on all of us. Look what we're all doing right now. I mean, it's incredible. You 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 have a chance. To, all three of you might be first team All NBA this year. That would be pretty you sick. Know? I I wonder. It's a it's a great what if because I think if like if they don't do anything and you guys keep the that those three together, I think Harden turns into this monotype, right? Like if yeah. you guys are are together for ten years, he's he's this Manu, but kind of more minutes than Manu off the bench. Sometimes he can yeah. take over, yeah. but I don't know if he becomes James Harden doing that. I mean, look, we look at starters, right? Yeah, 
and you just look at who tips, who who's out, who's out there when the boss tip. You don't look at like James might come off the bench, but he plays starter minutes. He played. Right. I look at the last seven minutes. Who's out yeah, there? Yeah, who, who's out there? That that determines who's like the main guys. And you look at Manu Ginobili. You it's to the point now. You don't even look at him as a six man. You just look at him as a six starter. Right. And a lot of people would love to be Manu Ginobili. And the reason why I love Manu so much is because one play that told me, like, man, this guy right here is a winner, fucking winner. Yeah. We played them in 2010, and we couldn't beat them. Like, they were, they, like, they were just uh, – they dis- we weren't disciplined as, as disciplined as them. They were just, like, more experienced. We couldn't beat them. And, like, he was struggling. He was, like, 0 for 7. And he turned he, – on the baseline, he kind of, like, let the ball bounce off his foot. And he dove out of bounds, like, full-on dove out of bounds, like, feet in the air, hands in the air, threw the ball back in bounds. They scored a layup. I was like, this fucking guy just a winner. <laughs> right. Like, he doesn't care. He's just a winner. And he's ruthless. Like, you got to have some type of like, – you got to be ruthless, paranoid, and, like, kind of crazy to be in this league and be pretty good for a long time. And I think all the good players in this league have that – Manager nobly had that as like a non-starter, and I think James has the same thing. Right, just is like it crazy, ruthless, like super paranoid, just like always looking over your shoulder, like those type of guys. And James had that, and I think Manager nobly is like really a mirror image of those two. What's your relationship with him now, James? Yeah, well, we're pretty cool. I mean, I, I mean, I don't really talk to a lot of guys throughout the season. I know I understand what he's doing. Well, he, especially he's a major competitor this yeah, year. Yeah, he may be seeing him in the conference finals. Yeah, I, I mean, we don't talk, but I, like I respect him and I know what it. So he can screw off basically until July. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to say that, but <laughs> always gonna be those guys. Are always gonna be special to me. Like it's just it's the amount of time we spent together. You can't race. So even if we don't talk at all, like we're always those guys are always gonna be special. We're taping this on late, late Wednesday night. You're going to OKC on Saturday for the first time. Mm-hmm. I know you've done a bunch of interviews. I mean, I, I know. Yeah, you're not gonna say that much about this, but I don't know, man. It's gotta be emotional. I mean, it's gonna be. I wouldn't gonna, be you're gonna. Yeah. I wouldn't be human if I sat here and act like I'm just this super. Yeah. Tough like Teflon. <laughs> Nothing gets to me, man. Like that's what NBA players got to stop doing, man. Like, come on, man. Like these people, you're not that tough. Like you're right. not. You're, like you're human at the end of the day. Your ego is that big for you to feel like you're not. <laughs> Human, like I understand, it's gonna be emotional to me. It's gonna be emotional seeing those people. It's gonna be emotional walking to another locker room when I used to walk past it every game. I would imagine that's the weirdest thing, right? Yeah, it's like you I'm go looking, to your I'm house. I'm like, man, I've never been in the other opposing locker room, so I'm like, I walk yeah. in there as a other player, and I've walked past it so many times. I'm like, it's gonna be weird, but I just want to see the people that I, you know I walk through that hallway to see every game. I, you know, I can't wait to see. You know, some of the season ticket holders on the, you know, on the front row that I got to know and, you know, some of the people in the stands, even though I, I understand what may happen, but I'm still going to reach out and, you know, you know, be cordial and, you know, let them know that I miss them at least, you know what I mean? I miss them and, you know, it's really good to see them. So, you know, that's just, that's just the real life part of what I'm doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Just to see the people that 
Right. I've kind of got to know over that time. So. Well, we'll everybody, see. like every face you see is going to trigger some sort of memory you had from the last 10 years. Oh, man. It is. I spent a lot of time there, man. And those people really actually think they can, like, feel, I feel like that's why I, I think they're so upset because I was a regular guy to them. I wasn't yeah. just like Kevin Durant. Like, quote, I got my quotation marks up with my fingers. Like, I was, <laughs> I wasn't just a, I was a real guy to them. Like, they felt like they could talk to me. I, man, I know so much about, you know, these people's families and like. Yeah, but that's all genuine, though. It's not like that it's real. is now a fake thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, where has it gone? It hasn't gone anywhere. It's just like, I don't forget about it. You know, like John, who works in the tunnel as I was running out to the court every game, like. I still know you. <laughs> right. You're still my guy. And um, Miss Betty, that was yeah, worked right by the you know locker room. Like, I know all about you. You know all about me. So, it, you know, it'd be cool to see them again. People have asked me why I wasn't much harder on you for jumping to Golden State, whereas like I, I was really hard on how LeBron handled the decision. Why were you? For a couple reasons. Um, I don't think he should have done it on a TV special. I thought that was mean to the fans. I, I I think like if you love if you love a team and you look you followed this guy for years and years and now you're watching a special and he's basically breaking up with you on the special. I just think there's better ways to handle it. And I understand that, but at the same time, like at some point you got to realize, like, take yourself out of it, right? Yeah. LeBron James, you got to know that he's not trying to purposely do anything malicious. You know I know, but you get how people would see that. right? Would see yeah, that. yeah, I understand that part. I understand. But why would you, like, you out of all people, I wouldn't think would be like that. Well, I didn't like, I didn't like that he did it that way. I just thought, I thought it was tacky, especially because he was from Ohio. And the other thing is, I just thought he handled the last few months, like, like Boston beat them in the playoffs. He didn't handle it the way you wanted him to handle it. Yeah, I think that's that's it. Yeah, that, which yeah, is yeah. a but bad reason, but you, right? But, but you don't matter. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Simple as that. Well, but here's the thing: like you, you finished your OKC stint, and you had that la- la- you had a great last series against Golden State, right? Yeah. Took him to the brink, gave him everything you had. Mm-hmm. LeBron had a really weird last series, and I I don't know. It, it just something about it. The whole thing didn't sit right. Who cares? Who cares? What did he do for that city, for that team? The time he, all that time he was there. Yeah, he did everything he could. I guess the purest to me was thinking Wade is the guy he has to beat. No, it wasn't. When, when did he play Wade in the in the playoffs? Well, Wade was the guy in his conference. Like when did he play? LeBron Wade, and though? Wade were the two. I did, LeBron, Wade, and Kobe were the best three guys in the league at that yeah, time. Yeah, but right? when did he play Wade? Like. They were different positions. If Wade, if Wade was a three man, he wouldn't have went there. True. True. Wade I don't know. A, Wade was a two. I, for some reason, Wade, the way you did it made more sense to me because I took it as you were in a place for a long time. You hit a certain point in your life. You're in your late twenties, and you wanted a life change, and you wanted to just play a different style and live in a different city and have different experiences. Kill me for it. That's what everybody want to do now. But maybe I should have felt that way about LeBron, or maybe I should have been yes. more. First of all, when you're looking at maybe he wanted a different experience in Miami. Yes, he did. I don't know. 
Kill him for it. What do you want to do? Like, what you want to do? Like, what you want him to do? You want him to do exactly what you want him to do. Want I wanted him to do what I wanted, what him, wanted him, to him to do. I wanted him to stay but in Cleveland. Your, but is it your life? Right. Actually, what I wanted him to do is go to New York. I thought that was the ballsiest Yeah, but you move. wanted him to do what you wanted him to do. Yeah. Right? But is it your life? Do you got to live it? And I realized that when I made this decision. Because when LeBron made that decision, I was like, man, I wonder why he did that. Well, you didn't you? You took a shot at him on uh, Twitter, didn't you? Let me clear yeah. this up. Because a lot of people would talk to me about, like, I took a shot at him on Twitter. If you go back and look at when I posted that, I didn't post, I posted that later in the month. You know want to know why? Because you signed an extension, right? No. Because oh. I seen, it was a fake article at that. So now I was like, damn, I feel like an idiot. Penny Hardaway <laughs> came out. Penny Hardaway came out and said, I would love to play for the Heat. I want I would love, I think I could help him win the championship. And I'm like, come on, Penny. Like, you've been out the game. <laughs> I played against you my rookie year. It's like three years later, man. You've been out the game for a while, man. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but it was a fake article. So I tweeted that. And now everybody's like, well, you was criticizing LeBron. I had, I didn't, I, I signed an extension. And right after, right after LeBron decided to go to Miami, and I had a press conference, and a lot of people asked me about that. I said, Cool oh, they for thought them. it was like intentional? It's like cool for them. We played him three times. I can't wait to play him. It's going to be cool. But I'm like, I didn't criticize him. I was criticizing Penny Hardaway in this fake article I read. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people took that and ran with it. But Do you feel like you and LeBron have been going against each other for a while and he's had more success? Against me? Yeah. Do How? you feel like team that's... Team success? Team success, yeah. I think the yeah, win, they, the win be, loss, yeah, he's done better us, than they you. They beat us a lot. Yeah. But but do you feel like he's a rival or like do you yeah, have a rival? Yeah, I feel like he's a rival. I feel like one-on-one. But if you look at it across the board, like, I, you know, our stats have been pretty equal now. Like, it's not like he's just been straight. It's, we've been going at it individually. But if you look at it as a team, they've been winning. But if you want to, since everybody want to make this a one-on-one thing, look at the stats across the board. Is that the guy you do you measure yourself against anybody? Yep. So that so it would be LeBron, right? Him, Melo, Kobe. Kobe doesn't play anymore. You don't have to measure but yourself. I did. Against I still him. do. Kobe's an entrepreneur now. But I still I still I still measure myself against Kobe. Not Larry Bird. You're hurting my feelings Bird, Um Dr. J, George Gervin, Bernard King, Paul Pierce, Tracy McGrady. That's why I get so upset at like like Tracy, like what are you talking about, bro? Right. Reggie Miller, like all those guys, I look at myself and I'm like, damn, did I play better than Reggie did tonight? Did I play better than T Mac? Like I, I really look up to these guys, man. And I really, I'm no matter what they say about me, how they feel about what I did or anything, like those dudes are still had, a, they still got a huge influence on what I do as a basketball player and how I approach work every day. That's most important. What I do off the court, what decisions I make, that type of stuff, like, you can go ahead and say what you want. But, like, I got nothing but respect for you as a player. I want to be you. I want to be better than you. I want to I want to accomplish the stuff that you accomplish in the league. I want people to look at me, like, as a basketball player. I have a theory for you, you that you've never heard before. What? I think you're very lucky with how you – the year you came into the league and the people that were in it mm-hmm. was great for you because – you, you came in right as the league was hitting this little talent boom. 
Yeah. In UK, you had the the last edge of the Kobe generation, so you get to measure yourself against those yeah. guys, try to catch them. I say Kobe when he won his two titles, though, so I wouldn't say the last edge. I feel, feel like well, Kobe I mean was the last, in his prime. the last half of his, yeah. I feel like he was in his, just in his prime then. His second prime, yeah. He was yeah, good. second the, prime. 24 prime. Then you had the Duncan, Dirk, all those guys. Yeah. All I came professionals, in a, all I kicking came in ass. at a perfect time. So you when did. I hear these guys say, like, our generation, I'm like, shit, I was in y'all generation too. Right. <laughs> but then you have this, the generation you have now. Will you and now you have all these young dudes that are like these freaks. Yeah. You get the, the Giannis yeah. and Porzingis. But the, the thing that trips me out is like, a lot of these people say, man, it's no... It's no parody in the league. I'm like, hey, my fault y'all drafting two or three 18 year olds every year. Right. And you training and you and you firing coaches every year. It's not my fault. Like you trying to get younger. That's not on me. That's not on us. So like when I feel like the league is going like like look at Giannis. Giannis out of the Kumpo, man. It's fuck this guy is scary. He's scary. Him and Jabari Park together is scary. He's He's even more of like a unicorn than you were. He's Giannis. I, I think for me, he's more athletic than I am. He's like longer than me. He's faster. He's stronger. He's gonna be stronger than I am. Was he on your radar immediately, or did you, did you like? I seen how hard he played his rookie year. I was like, this guy plays extremely hard. And, I, and a lot of people told me that he looked up to me, and I didn't, I didn't know that. But like a lot of people say that he and I and I we played in Milwaukee one time and I was working out before the game and I just seen him staring at my just watching me the whole time I was like man it feels good that I could influence a young guy like that and yeah that good. whole generation now you're the guy yeah, you're the same way you looked at Kobe yeah and it's pretty it's pretty dope that's all I wanted yeah I wanted to influence these guys I wanted to like have them look at me as like man that's a standard so to see him playing well I, I, I'm loving it right now cause He's just one. He's one of those guys that I, I really enjoy watching. I watch play, and then I watch him play a lot. And then I play against him. and I'm like, this guy is dangerous. Man. And you like Devin Booker too, right? I really like Devin Booker. I, it's a lot of young guys that I watch in this league. Um, I, I I really built a lot of relationships with a lot of these young guys because I want them to. I want to give them my experiences and, and off the court, you know, as right. well, and help them, you know, off the court and let them know how it is coming in as an 18 year old in the league and. Being, you know, a baby boy and just jumping into like the breadwinner of your family, like that's hard. We don't think about that a lot, right? Like right. we don't think about like how it is on your family being like having nothing, and you know, making money in a matter of seconds and being an NBA player, like it's hard. So I want to give my people crawling out of the woodwork asking you for stuff. Yeah, and it's not even that. Just like just going from nothing to something so quick man you, like sometimes it's better to have a gradual change but you go from nothing to something so quick it's just hard and with any family and with any 18 year old so I don't want to get my you know show these guys what I went through and hopefully help them change and, and what's then, the biggest thing you tell them when they ask you what do I do it's set boundaries yeah I'm just starting to I'm 28 years old and I'm just starting to set boundaries with everybody family friends Everything and it's still hard to this day, you yeah. know, because you're so used to like saying yes to so many people and wanting to please a lot of people. It's just the nature of being a good person, almost like you know what I mean. So showing them, like man, they're telling them, like man, it's and sometimes you you know you got to set boundaries with your family, and let them know what it really is. Like you, like I said earlier, you have a job. This is your job every single day. You got to clock in every day if you want to be great. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? So just let them know that type of stuff, man. It feels good to influence the, the guys that come after me. That's what it's all about. That's what I really – when I'm done the game, and I'll be like, look, Giannis, you're doing it well. At 30 years old, you're going to be the, one of the greatest players I ever play. I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot, of people, a lot of those players now don't really say that to us. Are you amused that people are so fascinated by you in Westbrook? Yeah, it's pretty weird to me. That they're reading – they're slow motioning clips when you guys are walking by each other in <laughs> yeah, a game trying to yeah. figure out if you looked at them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really tired of talking about it, to be honest. I'm, I'm tired of hearing about it. I wasn't even going to ask you about it, but I, I don't know. I'm tired of talking about it because, look, cause at the end of the day, I didn't, like, I didn't say anything about that man. Family, I didn't say anything about, I didn't, like, I just switched teams, man, like, you guys will, you guys will get it back. Yeah, come on. It'll man. happen at come some on. point. Yeah. You guys are gonna get together yes. in the summer. Yeah, who, yeah. Too many, you fought too cares? many wars together. Come on, man. You were together for nine years. Yes, what? Man. Eight, nine come years. On. Come on. It'll be fine. Who cares? Bro, you're you're living a life. You're living a great life. Your family's living a great life. I'm enjoying myself. You enjoying? It. Like, who gives a shit? I have a really serious question that you haven't been asked yet. Go ahead. Who do you miss more, Steven Adams or Enos Cantor? If you had to pick. I miss them both. No, but you have to pick. It's I can't like, say, I can't it's pick like one. just one or the other. Like, man, I, I enjoyed, wish. I really, really enjoyed going into practice. Yeah. And really like, Enos, it's all right. Keep working hard. I yeah. really enjoyed that. It's deep down inside. So you miss Ennis more? I really miss Ennis. Steven he, Adams, loser. <laughs> he was the favorite for I that like, and Steve, I we, I gave Steven We called Steven you know, I gave him the Steve-O name Like you hear the, People call him Steve-O Like I gave him that nickname And I miss him And he was just so fun And just like free And I'm like Why are you so like Why are you like this Why are you as serious as I am And now And I'm like I should have been more like Steve-O Than <laughs> me You know what I'm saying So I, I miss him I miss Ennis a lot Because like You could tell he's been scarred And he's kind of like Needed some like Loving, you know what I'm saying? I felt like I provided that for him, even though he take a lot of shots at me on Twitter. But, hey, it is what it is. Were they good-natured shots or are they real shots? They were kind of soft. They were, like, they were rubber bullet shots. They weren't, like, they weren't real yellow. They weren't real, you know, full metal jackets. They were didn't, like, he try to t- didn't he try to talk trash to you at one of the, one of the games you guys had? No, nah, I didn't try to talk trash. No? Nah. I think you're good with all those guys. Here's I know thing. I am. It's sports. It's you guys sport. are playing. Yeah, the, fans are like, the fans are probably looking down like, why are you talking to him? It's ridiculous. You shouldn't be talking to him. He it's like when you, you and Draymond like, had the thing in Sacramento. It's like, these guys are buddies. This is what happens when you play sports day in and day out. You get mad at each other every once in a while. First or of you all, yell at each other or whatever. <laughs> first of all, you're talking to a bunch of people who never played in the team environment before. So they wouldn't know. Right. They don't even work well at their offices. Like, they don't even work well with their employees. So how can you tell me how to be a good teammate and what we're supposed to do? I would think it would be weirder if you and Draymond didn't get mad at yeah, each other like, three times a year. I needed it. I was I was going off the deep end that game. I yeah. was like, man, I need some. I need a little extra flair, y'all. I need something. So Draymond, seeing that, that's how tight we are. Yeah. Because Draymond will see that and he'll be like, yeah, Kate needs some. He need to push. Cause I'm like, man, I'm I'm just like, man, I just need I just need I just need some motivation. I need some extra like, 
I just need an extra push sometimes. Well, people don't realize an NBA season's like a marriage. Like, it's day in, day out, day in, day out. Everywhere. It'd be weird if you were married and didn't get in an argument with your I wife or husband. I see these people more than my family. Yeah. I don't think they realize that. I haven't seen my mom since Christmas Day. Seriously? Yes. Where's she living now? She lives in Maryland. Oh. I've seen Draymond's family more than mine's. <laughs> I've seen Steph's family more than mine's. All right, we're going to bring in Rich Kleiman in a second, Kevin Durant's agent. But first, I keep telling you to stop wasting money on expensive takeout. And I keep telling you to sign up with Blue Apron. But I'm not sure you're following my advice yet, and I don't understand it. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron will deliver you all the fresh ingredients you need for a delicious home-cooked meal. They have the highest standards for ingredients, and they build a community of home chefs that has no rival. Here are some of the meals available in February. They include... Cashew chicken stir fry with tango mandarins and jasmine rice. I would eat that. Udon noodle soup with miso and soft boiled eggs. Udon or udon? Udon? Tate? Udon? Udon. Udon. Every time Blue Apron throws one food in there that they know I'm not going to pronounce. Roasted pork with apple, walnut, and farro salad. I've had that and I know it's good. Crispy barramundi with quinoa and roasted carrot salad. Udon. Udon? Udon. I love noodle soup. I know I'm going to like it. However you pronounce that, I know I'm going to like it. And I know I like softball decks too. Anyway, right now you can get your first three Blue Apron meals for free with free shipping if you go to blueapron.com slash BS. Again, blueapron.com slash BS. You could be eating chicken stir fry in days. Just do it. Blue Apron, a much better way to cook. And now, Back to Kevin Durant. Come on, Rich. Rich Kleiman. Bring Rich Kleiman. Rich, come on. This I is your hear 10 your minutes hot, of fame. I want to hear your hot takes. I want to hear your takes because it's like yeah, Rich Kleiman is my business partner, one of my best friends. Knows so, all about me. At Rock Nation. Here, give me that. He's on live reading about Charles Oakley. Crazy Here. situation. Hold this like you're Jeff Ross at a roast. <laughs> <laughs> so you came from the hip hop world? No. No, I mean that before you got into sports, you were. Yeah. You were an agent in the music industry. Yes. Mostly hip hop. Hold the mic a little closer. Mostly hip hop. And then you would think I would have been a hip hop. I would know how to hold the mic. And then. <laughs> <laughs> True. And then uh, and now you're in the sports. Yes. Compare and contrast. Compare and contrast. Those two worlds. I, I always wanted to be in sports. Yeah. I learned how to read from the New York Times sports section. I wanted to I wanted to know how to read box scores when I was four years old. Okay. So sports was everything for me. I ended up in music. I love music. I love the business of music, but I was a sports guy. I had my eye on the sports world my whole life. I met Kevin through the music business when he was 19. Ten years, almost um, 10 years ago. I mean, there's no difference for me. I love sports more than I love music. The only thing that I think is the same is that these are people that mastered their craft. These are people that have worked hard from the moment they realized this is what they wanted to do for a living. And nine out of ten times came from situations that every setback in the world was there to kind of keep them from achieving their goals. So they share that same principle. Yeah. Um, for me though, I can relate much more just being that I truly was just like an unhealthy sports fan. 
Yeah. Like true, like I can't stop reading about this Charles Oakley thing because like Charles Oakley was like my <laughs> hero for God's sakes. Like I really can't get over it. So the idea that I can manage Kevin's life and be a part of his life every day, but the backbone of it is that I get to go to basketball games every day in my life. <laughs> like that's what I wanted to do. So, you know, I think the only difference is that like I liked music. Yeah. And I think I was good at it. I love sports and I think I'm great at what I'm doing now because of how much I love it. What did you think was the most unfair thing about uh, Kevin switching teams that you that became a narrative that you didn't like? I mean, I don't think any of it was unfair. I think it was expected. I just think that what was nothing was unfair. No, nobody owed Kevin a, a appropriate reaction. I That's think fair. What would have been unfair is if Kevin didn't do what he wanted to do. That would have been unfair, right? So had Kevin decided to make 10 million people happy as opposed to himself that would have been unfair that was really like the only mandate for us in making the decision was just like okay you can do you can do whatever it is you want i'm gonna ride with you regardless everybody that was in the house in the hamptons told him the same thing you could tell he was struggling but the the only mandate was you got to figure out at this point in your life at 28 years old or 27 at the time the crossroads you're at are you going to make a decision for yourself and everybody that cares about you will fall in line. And like you said, it's just basketball and your relationships with those people that love you will be the same eventually. Or are you gonna make a decision because you don't wanna let down 10 million people? <laughs> right. And like in any other walk of life, that would be a no brainer. Like we don't make decisions where we're like, yo, should we, uh, should we take the kids to school today or should I have the babysitter take the kids to school? Man, what are 10 million people going to think? If I, if I <laughs> we, just don't, we don't have things like that that we have to think about. We just do what we want to do. Right. So for him, it was just like, Kevin, please just do what you want to do. That was it. And I, and I played devil's advocate across the board just so he could really understand if he was doing what he wanted to do. True. So the only unfair thing I think is that like, People don't understand that that plays a part in it, but that's, you know, that's the gift and the curse of the luxuries they get. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a lot of things they get that are unfair to all of us, right? <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like, we look at everything else, we're like, shit, their life is unfair. Like, why don't we get that? But that's just, all it is is that, you know, I think that the, the fair thing was that he did what he wanted to do. So, so I was happy for him. But you're also a really freaking competitive guy. And this gives you the best chance to win the title to be in this team. How much did that factor into this? To be honest, we, did we talk about that at all? No. It really was... A, I, it was a I, lifestyle thing. It wasn't even a lifestyle. It was just like, I really, really like these guys. Like, I really like Steph, Clay, Bob Myers, Joe Lacob, Steve Kerr. You know, I really like these guys. Like, they seem like my type of guys. Let's go play. Let's go play hoop with them. It was really that simple to be honest obviously we have a good team like we you know talk about having a good team but like it wasn't like uh can i win a championship right now with you let's go there like no right. we didn't really yeah. think about that yeah hmm. like my like my best friend moved from new york to la and he's making more money now than when he lived in new york but I wasn't like, yo, how are you going to leave me in New York, man, and move to L.A. because you can make more money in L.A.? <laughs> we just did what the right thing was. I, I know it sounds crazy, but that's, like, really how practical we were about it. And, like, yeah. you know, somebody, I'm not name-dropping at all, but, like, Jay-Z was... Is like the king you of that's, for, that's phenomenal, right there. He's, I love, but, I love no, that. But he, name they drop it off, but no, Jay Z. You know what? Fuck it. If that's one of your best friends, you got. I mean, he's Jay Z. You got a name drop him. Yeah. He he was like the king of practicality to us. We would call him in the middle of it. Yeah. 
and we would ask him these like questions that were making our minds spin and he would answer it like so matter-of-factly that we were like damn you're right like it is that simple like it's that simple sometimes life is simple man like when people say like did you you know was, was a lot of this because you wanted to make more money in silicon valley like no like, you don't have to live here to make money in silicon <laughs> yeah. valley like that right. was you the last thing anywhere. in the world yeah money we to be we didn't even say one thing about money the whole time like we didn't even make it about money at all no Jay-Z just, come, just comes floating in like Confucius and gives you, drops a little fortune cookies during this whole process. See, see you got to clear that whole Jay-Z. Yeah, I need to know more like, about Jay-Z, that. Jay-Z told her to go there. No, no it wasn't no, 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 no. that. No, I just, it seemed like leaning on Jay-Z is the Confucius no, type person No, we leaned on people who were, who were actually, who were actually um, successful. Like, people that... Yeah, it's a good game plan. Yeah. It would be, sm- so it would be pretty dumb on? for us not to lean on someone I agree. like Jay-Z. So who else you lean on? Jay-Z? Each other. Each other, yeah. His family. People that have actually made decisions in their lives. Big decisions in their lives. Ooh. So you call Jay-Z. Jay-Z's like on a yacht in, I don't know, no, Greece. I don't ask where he is. You, no. don't, you never know where he is. No, I don't ask. It's, it's not even about thing. where he was. It's about... And it wasn't about like he told us what to do. It was like, yeah, such and such said this and this. What do you think? And so he turns into businessman Jay Z. He talked to us. We we collaborate. Friend, 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 friend Jay Z. Yeah. Okay, friend. As of nothing more than a friend. He didn't tell me what to do. He didn't tell me what he you know he more nothing more than a friend. And Did you good. talk to Adam Silver at all during the whole thing? Why no? Why would I do that? I don't know. I didn't know if you had a relationship with him. I don't, and you know, no, I didn't. I don't think his answer would have been go to Golden State. No, it wouldn't have. Yeah, I would. I don't know that. what his answer would have been. I mean, I'm sure he's probably just trying to stay as far away from it as possible. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't talk to him no. at all. Why is he, I don't think you're supposed to call the commissioner. Yeah, I ain't talking. Like, what, what am I talking to? Do you have a relationship with Adam Silver or no? I do. I mean, I like yeah. him a lot. Huh. I like Adam a lot, but I don't. I don't. You realize him. you're lucky. You have a commissioner that's actually a good guy who. Makes decisions that are usually the best interest of the league. I don't know what you're talking about. That's that's the Patriot fan in your. Yeah, that's. I'm I'm still scarred from my whole experience. We we had to win the title to spend our commissioner. Good Um, for you guys. What else do we do? We cover everything. I know. Just give me a snarky Patriots comment. I just said good for you guys. You want a title? You want a title? Good for you. I'm a huge Brady fan. Okay, good. Love Brady. How many more years is Brady gonna play? So, the rumor is like three to four more. He just signed an extension, right? Yeah. What's weird is that, I mean, you know this, the the way athletes can take care of their bodies now. But as a quarterback, he can play and all that 50 years old. What, cause, well, he got hit a lot in the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, but in one game. I asked someone the other day, I said, is Brady a top five athlete ever? Ooh. You know, we just had this conversation, top ten athletes of all time ever. Let's talk about it. But what, but what is the criteria for being that? Is well, it championships? He, is it no, skill? No, let's not say it... Let's just think about the first ten we named. I would say championships and consistency. Muhammad longevity. Ali. We talked about longevity. Right, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, Serena Williams. Well, Tiger Woods. Babe Ruth. No, I don't know if you can say Tiger Tiger Woods. didn't have the longevity. I, I, I debated with my teammates that Tiger Woods is, 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 more, is more accomplished than Serena Williams. Well, he's, it's about the same length of Serena. the career. But the Tiger's thing, run was, um, like, nobody ever did that. You just said before, though, how long you do it for, though. But if you do it for three or four years and you're like, and you're like, the, like nobody's touching you at all, 
Tiger, Tiger's run was incredible. So I, I was, when I was writing my book, I was trying to figure this out because you go like the apex versus the career. Like Kareem, Kareem was 20 years of Kareem, right? Bill Walton basically had the one great year, but that one great Bill Walton year was like way up there with anybody. So how do you judge that? Longevity. I'm that taking cream? longevity. Longevity's got to matter more. 20 years of playing and you number one all-time leading scorer in the NBA. F- fucking but that's, Brady's got to be in the conversation. But this is why Brady is unassailable now as the best quarterback because he's, he's now has 17 years of, or 16, 16 or 17 of just being top of his game. Nobody has done what he did at age 39. And this is the case for LeBron. I, I don't know. I never thought I was going to see a better player than Jordan. But LeBron's now in his 14th year, and he's still cranking out. Yeah, LeBron. First team All NBA LeBron's seasons. Top 10 athletes of all time. Oh, I, I mean, know, he might even be thing, higher. One thing I learned about LeBron, I worked out with him. Yeah. LeBron takes care of his body. He knows that his that in order for him to play that long, his body has to be up. Like he has to keep that in shape. Like yeah, he works on his body like religiously. He works on his game, like his skill. And I think I think skill wise, Jordan is like. Head over heels better. Like nobody's yeah. ever going to touch that. Kobe's the closest, but I don't think anybody touched that. But LeBron's makeup of his body and skill and mental toughness is like it makes us one of the best. And that's the thing. Like the advantage that he has, which I don't think Jordan said. Jordan's the last part of his era had was just conditioning, dieting just knowing exactly what to do for all the parts of your body, how to recover from injuries. LeBron's really things. good at that, man. LeBron's the best You know what's it. underrated, though? LeBron yeah. went through the social media era where he's, he's seeing his criticism every day. Yeah. And he and he worked towards, like, all right, I'm going I'm to prove you wrong. Jordan didn't really have to do that. Right. LeBron worked on his mental toughness through that. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron went through the whole internet era. Yeah. Like, and he showed up in 2 man. Yeah. That's a real thing. Jordan didn't have to go through that, and that's not nothing against Jordan, but he's one. He's part. Of, he's still the best player to ever play, but he didn't have to go through that. None right. of these dudes did. And yeah, Jordan, in his era, there was a lot I of this LeBron, stuff was protected. I think LeBron deserves more credit for that. I agree. But you had that. When was the first time you were like, "Whoa, social media"? Well, uh, these we guys are making fun of my jump shot. We lost in the finals. Oh, in 2012. What yeah. were they saying? It's like I choked and like. I didn't come through in the fourth quarter, and I'm like, I, I was 30 a game in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you watching? And I was like, all right, I remember I you tweeted when you re-signed with Oklahoma City. You tweeted when you re-signed with Oklahoma City when everyone else, the, the year of the free agency. When Oh, yeah, yeah, we talked that, about that, that earlier. Yeah. That doesn't deserve any praise at all. No, no, but that was a big thing. Why? I don't understand. That, that. That, I, I remember signed an extension like everybody else did. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't a free agent. A lot of people were like LeBron signed Miami Heat and you decided to stay. I'm like, I wasn't a. I wasn't even a free agent. I signed. A, I, I signed an extension after my rookie year, just like he did, just like Carmelo did, just like D Wade, just like all of these guys did. I don't deserve no praise. And everybody did that. I don't deserve praise for that. I wasn't a free agent. I can understand if I did, you know, as a free agent, but I wasn't. So I don't deserve praise for that. Do you That's, think social media's gotten in the heads of any players? I, I think I think it upsets players. Like I don't want to say getting in your head because like, it's not like players sit on in the game like, man, I missed a shot. I wonder what so and so in Idaho is going to say about me. <laughs> it's just the fact that like, how are you telling me what to do when you you calling me this and that when you you haven't even 
done anything close to what I've done. The only time I remember it really affecting somebody was Dwight Howard at that time when he wanted to get traded. And then everybody was coming at him on social media. And then he changed his mind and he ended up staying. And I always felt it was because he was checking his Twitter replies. I have no proof. I'm just, was, it's a theory. Was, <laughs> I just feel like he was going through his Twitter replies going, that. oh, my God, what that, did I do? That, I remember that because they had yeah. just won a big game. And he, I think he got lost in the moment. Yeah. And he was like, man, we just won a game. Like, I like the way we play. They beat the big team. I forgot who it was. But they had a big game that night. And he was just like, I'm staying. I, I was like, hold up, that's the heat of the moment. Like, he, he's, they just won a game, and like, he was like, all right, I'll stay. But you guys have a lot of dead time, and you're up at odd hours. And the, the hours that NBA players spend, the way you have to peak and nap, and you're up late at night. And I think a lot of these guys, what are you going to do? You're in your hotel room, it's 2.30 in the no, morning. Unless you're getting in trouble. Comments. I'm like, I'm, I'm, social media, I'm like... I think it's like brand new. I'm like, yo, did you download this Twitter shit? This shit is incredible. <laughs> I, remember, I remember when, um, what was it? Uh, when you gave the donation to, he just bought this school that he's been supporting in Oklahoma City for years. Yeah. And it's one of the many things he's done. And, this, and he's pretty anonymous about all of it. This got out. And it was a school that he had bought the land for the school to expand. And mm -hmm. it had come out because like they were focusing on the fact that he was still giving back to Oklahoma City in the midst of the fact that they had turned their back and all the shit yeah, that yeah. came out. And, I, and I'm reading all the comments. He wouldn't look at it. The first comment was like, come on, it's a fucking tax write-off. Right? Uh, and, and the first thing I said, I was like, I was like, all right. And I'm, by the way, it was 57,000. Not, not saying who has money or doesn't, but, yeah, but come he on, wasn't trying to like hide like, 57,000. Right. I was like, really? <laughs> 57 grand? Like, come on. I'm so, I know a lot of people That's a lot of money A lot of people But really Come on man What the hell Am I going to do with I think the comments Are amazing it, It's hilarious cause A lot of people Are just like I could, It's like Oh yeah You're sensitive <laughs> You are fucking You're <laughs> mad Like <laughs> A lot of people so, Feels like they're, they're, They got hot takes Let's take a break To talk about ZipRecruiter Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Well, guess what? Posting your job in one place is not enough anymore. For the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter and Twitter and Facebook and other social media networks. And you can do it all with a single click. Find candidates in any state of your industry. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses and why it's been featured in Forbes, Wall Street Journal, Time Magazine, The New York Times, TechCrunch, and CBS. Right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Once again, ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Back to Kevin Durant. Do you only root for the Celtics? I root for all the Boston teams. No, I know, but I mean, what are your other favorite NBA teams? Or are you just such a diehard Celtic nah, fan? I'm a Celtic fan. I love basketball. I like watching everybody. Where I like at, watching where the Bucks. Boston did you grow Remember John Bagley? Uh, I grew up in Chestnut Hill, which is part of Brooklyn. Okay. Boston yeah. College. I went to school in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly. Yeah, uh, no, I. Yeah, he's. A I like. Uh, guy. I get attached to league pass teams sometimes. 
What so, is that? What, what do you mean league pass? Teams? Well, league pass. All the teams are on league pass. So every year there's a couple. Like, yeah, everything. it's like, like the, the ones Denver's, like Channel like, Seven Fifty Two. Like the Denver's. Yeah, like, uh, teams like that. Like Minnesota's. I, exactly. Like Milwaukee was Milwaukee. a good one for a while, but then they went in a funk. Um, I really like watching Porzingis, and I was it, Yo, it was getting into that, good, and man. trying to figure out why they didn't give him the ball more. And, hey, Westbrook was fun to watch when he was just being a maniac for trying to get triple doubles every game. So he, I float around, watch, yeah. but I, the Celtics yeah, are the one. Animal. Celtics are good, man. Isaiah Thomas is fun to watch because he's so small. I remember Isaiah when he got drafted, and I was I was hoping he got picked. Yeah. And when he got drafted 60th, I, he tweeted, I was like, man, I'm just, just so happy I got picked. And he started playing, and I was like, man, I'm happy, man. I'm happy. Ask him, you can ask Isaiah this. When he was in Sacramento, I was like, man, I'm just happy you out here playing, bro. Like, I remember playing against you. Now he's putting up 30 a game. Yeah, I remember playing against you in AAU, and you was killing us. Like, when I was 15, 16 years old, I was like, man, I'm, I'm fucking happy for you. <laughs> like, when he made All-Star last year, I was like one of the guys, like, really, like, excited for him. You know what I'm saying? Because I know how important that is to him. So I'm glad he's balling out. Can we what, interview you? What's, we got to go. You, no, let's interview him for a minute. I got all night. You got all right? <laughs> let's interview him. I've been looking forward to this for a couple weeks now. Really? Yeah. I love Yo, I fucking this, love you. Let's interview Bill. All right. All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> I like you because you're such a homer. <laughs> You, love you were mad at me for like two years, though. I wasn't mad at you. I was just like, just give it a break. Why were you mad at him? Because he kept talking about James Harden, and I was like, man, just give it a break. Like, just let it go. See, I would, did I would say up, I didn't go who far came enough. Up Waiters Island, you did. I can't remember. It was, it was, it came Zach out of Grandland, but I don't remember. Up? No, that's the best. Zach Lowe or you, one of it you was. Guys. I think one of us came up with it, but it became a Grandland thing. Waiters Island. That's yeah. hilarious. Because we, <laughs> Waiters was a very polarizing player, but we, I always was his like Island. last defender, so it was always like me and Zach and a couple others were the last five on Waiters Island. We're two defenders of Dion. Well, we just had I'm a piece. I'm on Waiters Island. I'm on Waiters Island. We too. had a piece on the Ringer this week about the resurgence of of Waiters Island because he's oh, been won. hot in Miami for. Pay the man. He's they won twelve in a row. Yeah, they won again tonight. We had we had was he here? We had yes. him upstairs here, and I was like, man, we had just beat him here like maybe a month ago. Right before they went on. Right they before won they went on the run, I was like. It's like, man, y'all struggling right now. He's like, oh, man, we about to go on a run. I was like, okay. We'll <laughs> see. actually did. They fucking went 12 in a row. I'm like, Dion is a prophet. We were talking to, before the podcast, we were talking about a game seven. When you look around and it's like gut check time. It's like going to war. Who's, who's ready for it? Waiters is one of those guys. He doesn't give shit. It's like, oh, it's game seven? Fine. Dion, one I'm ready. about Dion. I took him under my wing early. He really, he truly, sincerely think he's the best player in the league. It's the best. He's the all-time irrational confidence guy we've had in the last 15 years. I love him. He really does believe it. He thinks he's the best guy on the court. Sometimes I'm like, yo, Dion, relax, man. The fuck, you're not gonna get the ball every play. (laughs) Relax. (laughs) And then he's like, yo, I just want to make a play. You know I can. I'm like, you're right, you can, but relax. Yeah, I love him for it, man. There's a lot of good, lot of good uh, little quick gifts on the internet of him, like with his hand up, as you and Russell were he trying to like, the ball. this, hop it up I'm and like, down man, like a little kid. You gotta realize you're not, you're not even, the, you're not the second option, bro. The thing be- is, though, when you have, when you have a really good team, sometimes you need the one irrational confidence guy. 
Because that oh, guy yeah, can come is. in sometimes. Like Reggie Jackson did it that, in that Memphis series for you. The guy would just come in and take over a quarter yeah, when you need it. Reggie, Reggie, uh, Reggie, Reggie was fucking good, man. That was a that was a great pickup because I didn't even know who the hell he was. Yeah, Sam drafted pretty well for a while. You know, he did their homework though. They was they was on that one for a while. Reggie, Steven. I didn't even know who Steven was. Steven Adams. Who the fuck is Steven Adams? Like, he's a New Zealand guy. Like, fucking guy from New Zealand named Steven Adams. He went he went 12th, and I did that draft for ESPN. You we did. had no idea what was going to happen. I think Anthony Bennett went first. That was the worst then, draft. Right? Yeah, but then it got good because Steven Adams was 12, and Giannis was 15. Oh, that was the best two players. Yeah, number and, one and, and C.J. McCollum was 10. Oh, yep, he was. So... We're spending all this time trying to figure out who the best. It was interesting because Jalen and I did this thing. We did, we called it the interview, the job interview. So we interviewed all the lottery picks, basically. Um, like it was a real job interview. Yeah. And the most, the two most impressive guys were CJ McCollum. He's a he's a CJ CJ is a. I worked out with CJ this summer. He's a real he's a he's a real guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Which he's, a vet, uh, he's a real he's a real veteran. Like, so he was one vet. And the other one was Oladipo. That was the those were the two guys we were the most the most impressed by Vic, with how they handled the interview. Vic's from my area, so like I know Vic. I know Vic. And CJ is just, he's a real guy, man. He's like he's gonna be on TV when he's done. He's gonna be yeah. probably be a GM. Like he'll probably be ready for the ringer soon. He's he's impressive. He What's in, your college? He interned at Players Tribune this yep, year. He did. What's your um College big board right now for this draft that's coming up. Your See, favorites. I, I hate watching college basketball because the refs call foul every play. But I like Markel Fox. He's from, from my area and he's just a stud. He's balling out right now. Lonzo Ball. I like watching him in high school. He just knows how to play. Did you play. see his brother put up 92 this week? Yeah, but how the hell you let someone put up 92 points? They were, they, they were fouling yeah. the other team to get the ball back, yeah. Yeah, that's like, not even a, real basketball now, yeah. man. Like, you know, what is he learning? But he's got not, picking. But, yeah. 90, but 92 points is incredible. But I like Lonzo Ball. I think he, he knows how to play the game. He's he's quick. He's 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, play the point, can shoot it. Oh, you got like the, Dennis Smith? Got the Kevin Martin, Jay. Um, I like I like Dennis Smith a lot. He's uh, he's like poised. He's athletic. He can dunk. He, at six feet, he can dunk like he's 6'9". You know what I'm saying? That's impressive to me. If you can just run in the lane and catch it off one dribble and dunk, like that's impressive. Um, Ninety-two points in a game. What was the most you ever scored in a game? In a game? Yeah. Twelve. Sixty-six. Oh, I thought you were asking me. Sixty-six. Oh, you probably was twelve, thirteen. <laughs> Rich Klein probably had thirteen. It was career. I had nineteen once. Nineteen against who? My brother. <laughs> you going twenty-one? Yeah. You lost twenty-one, nineteen. <laughs> Wait, who'd you have sixty-six against? In the Rucker Park. <laughs> oh, I remember that. That was I never had more than that. I pride myself on not scoring a career high, like not having a lot. Of, I pride myself on like, can I get thirty? In, can I average thirty for a week or two? I'd rather do that than have sixty-five in one game. I don't know. This has always been that thing with me. You know, you know what's been good about you this year, and this is one of the ways I love to judge like the better players is. How much can you affect the game if you took like twelve shots? Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like Bird yeah. was great at that. Bird would be, Bird would go and get you go six for six for nine, have twelve assists and eighteen rebounds, and he'd be the best player on the court. You know, 
And you've had a couple yeah. games like that this year where just like efficient. Yeah, I'm just a scorer. Didn't take a lot of shots. That's what everybody look at me as is a scorer. So if I'm not scoring a lot of points, you don't realize what I'm doing. But as a basketball guy, you know, you can appreciate going. I might go two for nine and have 13 points, but I might have eight, nine rebounds, seven, eight assists, three steals, two blocks. Like, yeah. I can you affect the game when yeah, you suck? Man, that shit is, is fun. Is the, the last suck level of the basketball player. When you suck at shooting the ball, you still can impact the game. That shit is fun for By the me. way, Michael Jordan's first four or five years in the league, they thought he was just a scorer. He was a chucker. They thought he, yeah, all he did was chuck. No, but I'm saying that I, I think people are starting to see now that you're not just a scorer. But Mike, if Michael Jordan could be thought of as just a scorer, I think that's just what happens when you score so easily. I, the, I used to love with Bird when if he wasn't making a shot, how he would figure out how to what to do. So he'd, he'd just post up anybody. Try Just try to get the line, get some fouls, get yeah, going. Yeah, I'll try to do Which Bird is, man, Bird is... You, like, you should watch some old Bird on, on the YouTubes. I should watch some the old YouTube. Bird. You should I watch was, some old Bird. I was watching Bird at 13 years old. What do you mean? What do you mean 13? When I he first... Was, how old are you now? <laughs> I'm 28. When did he retire? Bird. He 20 years ago? You were 13, Get out of here. Bird was not in the You're league. watching He's ESPN Classic. I was watching film on Bird, bro. Oh, watching film. Saying? I wasn't watching live games. I was watching film on Bird. The guy whose game you have the the most reminiscent of is, is early McAdoo. I never watched him. On Buffalo. Hey, I got to watch him. That's the one because he was like. He shot. Yeah. He had the shot from like way over his head. But he was, you know, basically a 6'11 no, center. I'd rather, really watch, I'd rather watch Bird. McAdoo was great, but I'd rather watch guys like Bird. Bird was a fucking animal. Well, the other thing with that, that those mid-'80s Celtics teams, like your team, they, they would feed off each other, and there would be yeah. the occasional game when just everybody went up a notch, and it, that's when it gets good. Will Brady go down as a bigger star in Boston than Bird? Yeah, I think it's happened. I think so, too. Yeah. So Brady's first. Brady's first. What about Poppy? No. No, he, I don't think he's up there with Bird and... and um, it's Brady, Brady, then it's like Orr and Bird and Russell and Ted Williams. Poppy. They love Mikhail, they Poppy's don't love like, like that. Nah. Nah. It's the... You, you vault up, you vault up, and then... Brady is a Yastrzemski. He's a god. Plus, football bro. is the most popular sport no, just like from Clemens sheer anymore, people. Right? Clemens, Clemens is out. He's a traitor. Boggs, traitor. The Why problem is he a traitor? Because he here, here's what happened with Clemens. I don't, I don't like that coming from... I know, but he, this one, this one, you're not but swaying. Red me Sox, out. Yankees is different. Man. No, no, no. He went to Toronto, but the problem was, he was out of shape with us the last couple of years, and then when he went to Toronto, he got in crazy shape and he won two straight Cy Youngs, and we were all like, "It was oh, like, man, fuck, we want to have six bad years." <laughs> like, of course he's gonna look at himself and be like, "Man, I need to get in shape." I was shitty in Boston. Now it's time to get in shape. Went to the Yankees. Fuck, you want to get? Oh, we totally cared about shitty? that. <laughs> Like he took care of himself after that. Hey, he could have taken care of himself in Boston. Obviously, he thought he was, and it didn't plan out for him. So he went somewhere else and like, think about, damn, I need to lock in right if now. If you were at OKC last year and you just put on 20, 20 pounds, and then you went to Golden State, and all of a sudden you were not some I shape again. I realized that I was bad in OKC, so I went to the next city. If that, if that happened, then I went to the next team and like, fuck, I need to lock in. That's probably what Clemens did, man. You can't hate him for that. Just stop no, being sensitive. I'm gonna I told you. I'm going to continue to hate you. him. It's not about no, you. No, that one's about me. I took it's, that personally. It's, it's, That's my, it that was my favorite time. picture. It, ta it takes more energy <laughs> for you to hate someone than to love them. Right? That is true. That's actually good advice. That would be a good senior yearbook quote. <laughs> <laughs> 
It yeah, takes man. more energy to hate somebody than to love them. Kevin Durant. Put that in your yearbook quote. Yeah, man. So stop I, I want to end this because I want to save stuff for when we do it again in like eight weeks. Tosca Tuesday. Tosca Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's not even Tuesday, but yeah. Tosca Tuesdays. All right. Rich Kleiman. Thank you. Kevin Durant. Good I luck this weekend. Open, I was as open as I've ever been. It was fun, right? But it was People fun. People would like it. Yeah, hopefully they really understand instead of being sensitive about everything. So. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it when it gets closer to the playoffs. Let's do we'll, it. We'll do, we'll do a run back. Down for All it. Right. Thanks, guys. Down. All right, that's it for the Kevin Durant interview. And if you missed our interview that we did with Steve Kerr, we put that up on Wednesday. And he's my old buddy who... Uh, had come on to the BS report when I was at ESPN. I can't even remember how many times. One of my favorite guests, and then he became a famous coach, and that was it. So it was the first one we've done since he did since he took the uh, Warriors job, and it was really good. He he was excellent, and I miss talking hoops to him. Love talking hoops with Kevin Durant. Very fun week. Thanks to our presenting sponsor, SeatGeek. Thanks to Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Thanks to ZipRecruiter. Post jobs for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to Blue Apron. Get three meals for free at BlueApron.com slash BS. Thanks to Channel 33. Thanks to Tate Frazier and Tommy Alter for coming to San Francisco with me. And for a second time, thanks to our presenting sponsor, SeatGeek. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks for listening. And we will be back next week on the Bill Simmons Podcast.